everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men in Surround Sound. I like that. That's cool, Chris. Nailed it. You changed it up. Dolby. Dolby, I, I figure. Dolby. Yeah. Surround Dolby. Sound. Dinner time. <laughs> um, very exciting uh, for this episode, guys. We have a guest on this one. True. Hey. Uh, this guest is a very <laughs> successful actor. Wait, let me just Google his name. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He has 70 credits. James, you're blowing it. He's Our guest is walking out the door as we no! speak. He's been on things... Before you introduce mm. him, let me just ask, Ennis Esmer, have you been on 70 things? Well, something you like have. that. You have. I'm telling you. Okay, you now might introduce know him, him, James. You might know him from Red Oaks on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Or uh, something like a little show called Shit's Creek he did three episodes on. Damn, or dude. a TV show called Blind Spot on NBC. Holy shit. Or uh, Hudson and Rex, Murdoch Mysteries, Children Ruin Everything, The Flash, of course. Oh, and Roast Battles Canada host. I'm talking about Ennis Esmer. Wow. Thanks for having me and reading those credits of mine. Ugh. So if I... I mean, knowing them by heart and listing them. If I try to insult you, can you roast me back super quick? I uh, I prefer to be nice, but give it a try. You, I like to Are be you the nice guy on roast battle. You're the host, so you don't have to roast. Yeah, but they write the insults for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and can I, I say though, I do love the trend of nice comedy. I think there's been far too much mean spirited comedy that has a victim. I think it's nice when comedy is just everyone ha- has a nice time and it's not funny. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm going for on the show, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just to be nice. No, but they, they don't expect me to be mean, so I just sort right. of tell everybody yeah. to... But I do get to make insults uh, that they write for uh, <laughs> if, uh, the judges if on the CTV show. If CTV wants to hear both sides, you could have roast battles at 9 and then compliment battles at 9.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. James. And I could host that. that. Yes. Don't give that idea away so easily. Homie. Would it be like passive-aggressive? I think it'd be like, your mom's such a good cook that... I genuinely thought I was eating at a restaurant when I came over. Oh! And then I would hug you. And then you hug. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's in such good shape. Yeah. I can't believe she had three children. She's a, She looks amazing. You know. Roasted. You're going to be a really good dad. <laughs> yeah. Your mom is so pretty, but that doesn't mean that I would want to do anything intimate with her. <laughs> Hey, uh, sexually, no one could say anything bad or problematic about you, sir. <laughs> You're um, so short, you can probably wear kids' t-shirts that are cool <laughs> and fit into all kind of small, hard-to-reach places. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the roast setups and how yeah, right, you subvert yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Have you ever roasted, Chris? Um, you know? Yes, I've roasted. <laughs> um, I roasted people at the comedy bar once, and yeah. some guy said to me, that he said, uh, my eyes are like a shark, and I'm dead inside. And that was his roast on me. Huh. And I've oh. always thought about that. That's bullshit. I, I, don't, I don't think you have dead, dead eyes at all. The person didn't know me that well, and I look at my eyes, uh, I look at my eyes in the mirror like every day, and I, I don't no, know. No, like shark know. eyes are like, <laughs> I'm someone like Doug dead. Ford has like dead shark eyes. You have like kind eyes. Yeah. Kind of so beautiful kind. fucking eyes, bro. <laughs> my friend, eyes are think- made for a compliment battle. Yeah, yeah big time. I think there's a also a misconception that like a darker eye 
seems dead. I think a nice, mm. bright, blue, shiny, sparkly crystal eye can sometimes seem evil That's and thing. deadly. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. He was yeah. being racist towards being my eyes. He was being biased. Biased. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. That's ocular oppression. Now, well, this isn't... I wasn't roasted before, but once at a bar, a man told me I looked like Nathan Lane. Uh, which no one has ever mixed up. No one has ever said that to me before. It's always Tim Curry yeah. when people have compared me to anybody. I think he must have got mixed up. Maybe he meant he Nathan Fillion. No, Nathan. Yeah, he thought you were Nathan from that space show. Nathan Lane. I've never gotten Nathan Lane. Uh, that before. Is, did he just say that at, uh, like apropos of nothing? He just came up to you. Excuse me. It was just two guys in a bar. Yeah. Common scenario. Uh, so you hadn't just finished like a phenomenal musical number. No, yeah. no, I wasn't wearing like a fedora or. Um, Drinking Gatorade to recharge after, yeah, performing a uh, finale of a Broadway show. Right. <laughs> Could have been a karaoke night. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> No, it was just like, can I tell you this? Uh, you must get this all the time. Uh, you look a lot like uh, Nathan Lane. <laughs> and I think even then you I was like, this no. all the time. I, I was I like, swear, no, I don't. <laughs> I swear he was mixed up with Tim Curry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you really, really don't look like Nathan Lane. I'm no, just I look say like it. Nathan Lane more than Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. But then I did sing Hakuna Matata for him, and then he was like, <laughs> Hakuna See? Matata. And recited a monologue from the birdcage. Yeah. Chris. Oh, it's hard being trapped in the birdcage. <laughs> and it's who Let you get out. compared to. Uh,. Uh, someone said I looked like Kim Coates recently. I didn't oh, really see that at all. Yeah. Okay. I think that was kind of a later age thing where it maybe made me feel bad like I was getting old or something. But isn't Kim Coates <laughs> on Children Ruin Everything? He w- uh, Yeah, he will oh, be. I, I don't think can't it's say a, it. going to be a secret. I can't say it. Maybe I don't I think that that's... I don't, he's, I can't. Fu- he's awesome. It's not a Marvel movie. It's a show about he'd a family. In, I think yeah. it's yeah. fine. Of anarchy. <laughs> he'd be intimidating yeah. to meet Kim Coates. I feel like he'd really give you a good... Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember uh, Last Boy Scout? I mean, he's been doing great oh, stuff yeah. for years. So I took the... I said I was him. Yeah. Mm. And I signed the, all their stuff that they needed me to sign as Kim Coates. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Hey, good. on The Flash, didn't you have a runner as a bad guy? I did play a bad guy on, on The Flash, yeah. Just one episode? I did six altogether. That's what I thought, yeah. I played a guy who, uh, he reads your mind and then makes your worst nightmare come to life right in front of you. Impossible. Oh, shit. But it could be like, you could be afraid of Godzilla and I'd make Godzilla show up, or you might be afraid that you'll never um, impress your mother-in-law. And then that nightmare would come in. It was very, it was very, it was a very, yeah, it was a very all-encompassing thing. Get really personal. Yeah, yeah. If I just, if whatever you were afraid, I can't please my wife. Yeah. Now I know it's right. Yeah. I'm worried. Now Ennis is there and going to make sure you can't. (laughs) I'm worried I can't please my mother-in-law. Could also be your mother-in-law or wife. Or under, keep those two things separate. It'd be amazing if you could trick you and be like, oh, my greatest fear is that. I have sex with a really uh, a woman I'm really attracted to. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen. Oh, like trick, yeah, and then trick I them into, tricks you. Oh no! Would your bad guy know he's being mind tricked? That's a good question. No one's tried yet. <laughs> so let me ask you. His I name know is Psych. I know it's the DC <laughs> Comics universe. Yeah, uh, it's Flash. It's uh, pretty much an all ages show. I the, think so. It's it's for it's for you're still friendly. playing a bad guy. Yeah, uh, with this power. But did you have a scene or two where you had to cry? As the bad guy, um, I had a scene where I went around to everybody from like a like a bunch of scenes where I went to everybody that I went to college with that uh, wasn't nice to me when they when I had when I was after my parents got divorced and left me with no money. Yeah, and now I'm going around 
um, humiliating them because they're rich and exposing their secrets. So it's like kind of like it's emotional to you. It's emotional, to go back yeah, there. yeah. Like I'm uh, clearly but that's compensating not your own for power something. being reflected back on you. That's you being in control of your power, going to those people and effing with them. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you're already <laughs> thinking about it more than I think I have ever working on this show. <laughs> it's hard to yeah because you know what sometimes. Super evil villains are just acting out the way we all are. We've got repressed things that we need to deal with, and instead of dealing with it, Not we brainwash me. people into punching other people so hard they die. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, there you go. I think that's what happened. Or maybe if someone had just asked you how your day was, yeah. you wouldn't have made them imagine, um, uh, I guess, just everyone around them melting and bleeding to death. And yeah, that is my biggest fear. Just everyone, everyone around you. melting. <laughs> Like at the end of Raiders. Yeah, right. Just oh, all your friends yeah. are at a dinner party. And yeah. ah, their eyeballs <laughs> melting through their glasses. Oh, God. Damn. Is that like the first most graphic thing you guys ever saw in your life? In it was movie? shocking to me. I was young. The melting part? Yeah. When he drinks the wrong uh, Holy Grail? No, they open the Ark. Oh, that yeah. was it. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then the spirits come out and yeah. make the, all the Nazis' faces melt. That was a really and Indiana seminal... Jones is like, this is awesome. <laughs> Close your eyes, Marion. Yeah. That was a really early uh, a depiction of like on-camera horror that I remember seeing as a very... like I was like, I'm too young for this. This is upsetting. Oh, Stuck in my I mind. Think, Do you have but, anything like that? Yeah. I wasn't... Like super, seminal I was horror? young enough, but I, I watched the cl- uh, Clockwork Orange with oh, my God. friend. <laughs> Holy shit. And it How did long? stay in my head for years <laughs> oh, and disturbed me. Oh, my God. Me. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. I wasn't like six, but I also wasn't old enough to watch it. I was, I don't know. That's it could have 13, destroyed your life that movie. 13 or something. Yeah. It was like not 13, crazy young. But that's but I watched it and loved it. That's well, why it you disturbed went, me. You went through that I'm long, uh, you went through that long droog phase though, right? As a yeah. teen where you always you had that eye makeup oh, and the bowler yeah. hat. Drinking yeah. milk. Singing yeah. in the rain. Drinking milk yeah, at night. absolutely. A huge <laughs> Malcolm McDowell guy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now he's on Son of a Critch. That's right. So we got to get on that show. I hope he doesn't us. beat anybody up. The old ultraviolence. Well, do, really... do you think they're doing ultraviolence on Son of a Critch? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, do you want to act New- again? Newfoundland style. Newfoundland yeah. style. We do, we do Clockwork Orange a little bit different out here on the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like Beethoven with like the Moog or whatever, it's... Um, uh, d- d- uh, fiddle music played yeah. by a fiddler. As your eyes are bleeding and they've been held open yeah. for ten hours, you're just watching people get footage of people getting screeched in. <laughs> yeah, it was I, Alex, and my three droogs. We were listening to Great Big Sea. <laughs> <laughs> And a nor'easter rolled in. <laughs> yeah. We were eating fish and chips in Conception Bay. <laughs> Shout out um, to Conception Bay. And it's, what's the dream role? Oh, Michael, you finally asked the well, question. Well, it's funny. funny. James, um, who's the guy from the actor's studio who we lost? Oh, James, James Lipton. James Lipton. I feel like yeah. James Lipton. Do you, right did you want to talk to Psych now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Psych. You guys have any questions? What's oh. your worst fear? Don't tell me. I wouldn't. Oh, shit. Oh. 
Uh, Why am I naked all of a sudden? Well, that's good, but I want to know all your dream rules. <laughs> and everyone else is, is has huge packages. Um, that's my. That's, sorry, that's my. Chris, favorite. I'm so glad that was your worry. Now I have this huge penis. <laughs> yeah, everybody else benefits from my fear. Yeah, yeah. Your fear is that you're naked and everyone is more well endowed than you are. Chris, can you not stop fearing for a bit? I got a, someone I want to go talk to. <laughs> yeah, I have a date tonight. Would you mind, you know, having that fear you yeah, have? Would about you mind? All your friends. Oh, you know what? I'll text you in about three and a half hours. If you could have that fear for me, I think I could make it, take advantage of that. Uh, it's funny you should ask because I, I mean it, it won't happen now. I'm 43 years old and I, I I'm not in good enough shape. I don't Fletch. think I was, but. No, uh, well, I mean, sure, I'll play Arnie. Fletch. You want to play Arnie, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger biopic? I want to play the, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, I play a Luis Guzman in the Luis Guzman oh. biopic. You want to play Hercules in baseball. New York? Baseball. I want to be in a baseball movie where you oh. play a baseball player. That's the closest I'd ever, man, with the uniforms and the club. Like, I'm so jealous of everyone. I mean, A League of Their Own. Have you seen the trailers for that? The, yeah. There's some local people in that as well from really? Toronto. Really? Uh, I didn't Kelly even know McCormick they were remaking the, it. Yeah, they are. It's already. It's about to come out. Oh, what the hell? And it oh, looks it's great. Show. It's a new TV series. Yeah, oh. I think it's Amazon. I don't remember. Wow. But, uh, Amazing. New did, they show. Re- they, did they rethink it so that the team is guys? Or did they stick no, 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 to the it's, original? No, no, no. It's a... It's a <laughs> Yeah, like, I can't believe I answered I that. Because <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's about time there was a movie, an old-timey baseball movie about male baseball players. It's like a league of their own, but there's a twist. They're all guys. It's yeah. still called a league of their own. <laughs> but it's the major leagues. What about... It's they're about all white men in the 30s. But all... they still have a man saying the line before they hire the all-girls uh, baseball team? Uh, do they still have a man saying the line at the beginning, if you build this, I will come? <laughs> <laughs> you, you put your hand over your mouth, you little stinker. Now this is the little, now the irrepressible stinker. Uh, you, can, if you, you can't put a team of all men together. Nobody will come to watch that. Baseball? <laughs> There's no men in baseball. Men belong in the war. <laughs> it's very true, though. It did the forever baseball. war. <laughs> There's just endless war, so only women play sports. God damn it. That's the universe of the Yeah, women run society because men are always warring. That's my one critique of the movie League of Their Own. It didn't have enough cutaways to the battlefields of World War II uh, to see the the real fighting and the real hell that was happening in Europe (laughs) and around the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a big problem. That's a good point. It just didn't seem authentic. (laughs) And Hitler wasn't even in it. Hitler wasn't even in a League of Their Own. Why? Like, no footage on he should TV? have been the main yeah. villain. Yeah. Remember at the end of the... I think the, the villain was just sexism, though, I think. <laughs> well, like, But Nazis' faces still melt off at the end of A League of Their Own, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> it should have been Hitler like, Hitler, bad news, we're losing the war. And um, that women's baseball league is, you know, the Peaches are about to win the championship. No! And you just see the Not outside the of the them to lose. <laughs> And you hear a, a gunshot rings out in the bunker, <laughs> and then but at times with a ball clearing the field for the game-winning home run, and then the crowd goes wild, and you hear the echo of the chamber. Of the, yeah. Anyway, the, the fun thing about that movie to me is like they all got to go to like a training camp for months. Can you imagine like a uh, real fantasy camp so with like actual yeah. baseball professionals teaching them how to play? What a dream! Basically, I just want to do fantasy camp Kevin, and then turn Kevin into a Costner. Job. It feels like his whole career was playing a baseball player. Yeah, he did. except, three except movies. Tin Cup, where he played a golfer. <laughs> That's but it's right. still hitting a ball. Tin, still hitting a ball. Kevin yeah. Costner, Rene Russo. Yeah. Whatever Ooh. it is, just have me hitting a ball. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, or a fish man. My he told, fantasy, his, uh, his agent won't show him a script that doesn't have a ball in it. <laughs> he does club a lot of fish men with a Louisville slugger yeah. in it. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is the ball in that one. <laughs> um, I, 
my fantasy role, yeah, if you're your asking dreams? me, is also I'm too old to play. I would have loved to have been one of the children who go to space camp in the movie Space Camp. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've had this dream since you were a, a child or just uh, as an adult? I just adult? thought of it. It's pretty good. <laughs> what I, I don't know the movie that well. What what ha, what? Okay, what let me look Was there it like up. zero gravity stuff? I just or? know Leah Thompson's in it, and my parents took me to see it. Oh, Carol, Caroline a, in the City fame. A tiny little wow. kid. Big time. Yeah, and Back to the Future. Remember those Thursday nights? It would go Friends. No the one single is gonna... guy Seinfeld Caroline in the city. I mean, holy cow, you're set for two hours. No <laughs> listener is going to get this because the movie is from 1986. But guess who was in it? Okay. Joaquin Phoenix. But at that point, he was six. Six. He four. was Leaf Phoenix. Do you remember oh, that? What? No, I don't. You don't remember? He was an actor as a kid for a bit as Leaf Phoenix. He's in Parenthood too, and a movie called Rescues. Huh. Oh, but he's in Parenthood. Wow. Super sick trivia. Yeah, he's the nice. boy that. <laughs> Is they find the pornos? Oh, whoa. that's Leaf Phoenix, bro. Leaf Phoenix. He changed well, his name as Joaquin. 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 With an M. Joaquin. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Kate Capshaw's in it. Leah Thompson. So this is Kelly Preston, Larry B. Scott, Tom Skerritt, Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> Terry Quinn from Lost. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. good. John Locke. Ooh. What so a this is your oh, this our listeners are gonna love this. A guy playing the character Brennan, an actor named Barry Primus, <laughs> oh! was in Space Camp. Amazing. The Primus uh, thread on your Discord is about to blow up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, uh, can I say what the my... spaceship's about to blow. <laughs> oh, God. Can I say what my dream role would be? Or yeah, is it, yeah, say it, say are it. we over this? I no, no, I want to hear. I want to hear. Because I don't want to like um, talk too much Just in the fucking intro. say it! <laughs> <laughs> my, my dream role, it's going to sound silly. I don't act a ton. I'd like to get back uh, behind the camera or in front of the camera. I would love you I'm so nervous. Uh, I'd like to do an updated version of uh, the Dickens character Oliver Twist, but he's a little older now, <laughs> so he's not the street urchin who's a child, like a boy. Yeah, he's a little older and more of a man, yeah. but he's still running around picking a pocket or two, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, just trying to get by. So, like a sequel, yeah, or a, a reboot, but as everything. A, 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 he's like an adult. Him as an yes, adult. like he's an adult. Oliver with a <laughs> twist of lime. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oliver. <laughs> Oliver's twist. The yeah. twist is I'm not a child. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And Oliver's twist. And the twist is he's not this time. He's Oliver. not a child. Oliver so when man. He's like, when he's like asking for more, that's Oliver twist, right? He asks for more. They're uh, like, yes. They're like, this is a kids' shelter. Get out. But yeah. I mean, like, but you I'm, shouldn't I'm have s- had any porridge in the I'm first. Still place. hungry, even though I'm not a kid. Where, how did you get in here? Yeah. You can't have any gruel. Door was open. <laughs> get for a kids. job, Oliver. But then I charm. I no. charm. I charm all the the street kids and all the adults in the story as well. Eventually, I, I feel like you're just nice. walking around charming everyone in Victorian <laughs> England. What if the twist is that you're actually like royalty and you're doing this mm. as some sort of experiment to right. win a girl's at heart? End, at the end, I reveal that I or a boy's heart, the, yeah. someone's heart, win someone's heart. I win the nation's heart. I win a beautiful woman's heart. I yeah. just found out that I was a prince my whole life. <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit! Do you guys remember the movie? The movie called I think it was called Life Stinks with Mel Brooks, where he had to <laughs> he had to go it. and be. Yeah. Like uh, a homeless person for a month yeah. As yeah. to prove that a neighborhood wasn't dangerous or something, wasn't it? He was like a big, like, <laughs> why would you agree to that? Building developer? I never I don't know. saw it, but I vividly remember the video store cover in the video yeah. store. Yeah. He's like busking. Exactly. But I don't think that was a Mel Brooks yeah, yeah. movie. I think no, he was someone just in cast it. him in yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It was him and Leslie Ann Warren, I think. Damn. Was, was From Police Academy? From Clue. Oh, I'm getting mixed up. 
Can I ask one thing? Yeah. What's the bad guy's name in Oliver Twist again? Bill Sykes or Fagin, who runs the who runs the kids, who's quite an anti-Semitic stereotype character. Ah man, Dickens. Dickens, what the fuck? So anti-Semitism is very Dickensian. Yes, it's very uh, just particular and just so. (laughs) (laughs) What would you have to? You'd have to reinvent that character (laughs) as something else. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I need to get a glass of water to take my pills. Please keep joking. Uh, how would right. you reboot that character, though? You'd have to obviously you couldn't have the name or the uh, the anti-Semitism. Well, would it be public domain? We won't keep the anti-Semitism. Yeah. Um, I'll petition the Dickens estate to use the name Oliver. If not, we'll just call him Michael Ollie. Ollie. Mm-hmm. Ollie. Right. Kind of a and what updated. If his, what if his right. friend is like a CG? Dragon or uh, yeah, a penguin or maybe a CG dragon or one of those um, Boston Dynamics robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's set in the present. It's set in the present. Yeah. Okay, I like this a lot. But what's the other bad guy's name? Not Fagin, but Bill Sykes. Bill Sykes. You know who plays him in Leaf Phoenix? No. Oh, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite actors ever. I I'm interrupting. It's Give not it to be him. worth it. But Oliver it Reed. Oliver Reed. As Bill Sykes, look out for that. It's one of the most intense performances ever. Shit. That's one of my Back uh, to Mike being funny and spots. me ruining the flow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't good. know who Oliver Reed is. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's just my ideal role. And, you know, it sounds silly. And I'm sorry I brought it up. But, you know. You no, know what? Mike, Green light. I, I would that? love Green to light. see that. We and start, thank we, you. We, and go to, we go to picture on January 1st. Yes. And this is actually a legit, legitimate big shot in the entertainment industry, yeah. Mike. So if you yeah. got his ear, you got a shot, my friend. Big time. I love it. Thank you, Ennis, for helping the, me make this movie. You're the welcome. The best thing about doing this episode is now the three of us know that if we ever get in shit in the industry, Ennis has our back and he'll go to bat for us. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, no matter what is uh, unearthed about our past. <laughs> well, now you've just figured out my biggest fear. <laughs> James, you've been absent from our conversation about your ideal role. Well, I was thinking about it and I thought, okay... There's been a British office, right? With <laughs> mm-hmm. Tim. Yeah. There's yeah. been an American office yeah. with yeah. Jim. Oh. Uh-oh. They changed the first letter? Yeah. So By law, how you have fucking to. about a Canadian office yeah. Bim. with <laughs> Bim? So Bim. there'd be a Canadian office, maybe it's set in Toronto. No. I guess it'd be set in like a Sarnia or Sarnia or something, right? Oh, that'd be Sarnia's got a lot of industry there. Yeah. The big office buildings, and they have beef with Hamilton. Maybe that's oh, the other. Yeah, that's, the other that's like Slough. That's Slough. Or yeah. sorry, Swindon. Yeah. Swindon. Swindon. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bim, and, and you know, there's like yeah. a there's a Don, and there's a. So I guess you know maybe Ricky Gervais. Bon. Plays. Now, bon. yeah. do you know there was a Vicky Bervais. There was a Quebec a Quebecois yes. version of the office called La Job, and the <laughs> character. The David Brent character, the Michael Scott character, is called David Gervais. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Wow. I actually didn't know that. I would love to see that. They do that a that. lot. Don't there? Aren't there a lot of like, like SNL, Quebec. Canadian? Yeah, right. Yeah. Quebec has a better entertainment industry than the all of English Canada. Oh, yeah. There was, there was a roast battle stuff. Quebec before there was a roast battle Canada. What the hell? Yeah. They really have seceded in yeah. terms of... Uh, uh, it's like stupid. <laughs> and the character of either Tim or... Jim is a character called Louis Tremblay. <laughs> Louis oh, Tremblay. God. And it's set in the offices of the Bloc Québécois? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where is it set? In what Quebec town? Um, okay, here we go. This is from IMDb. 
ever heard of it. <laughs> David Gervais is the boss of a Papier Jennings branch in the Montreal suburbs. Oh, his yeah. bad humor oh. is either embarrassing or offensive. With rumors of downsizing, he must cope with his rebellious employees to avoid a shutdown. Meanwhile, Louis, the sales representative, is in love with Anne, the receptionist. The problem is that she's engaged to a macho French-Canadian man. Uh, <laughs> oh, macho men always I'm like... I'm trying to imagine... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm remember sorry. watching oh, no. the, the British the office and, and, I mean, you were Luke. totally taken by Tim, uh, Tim, Tim and, and Don. Don. Yeah. yeah. Remember that Christmas special? Oh, yeah, oh my oh, and he takes God. takes off the mic pack and talks to her. It was quite moving. Oh. And yes. you know what, though? You never, in the British office, once see... Uh, Tim and Don? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Do you in the American office? Do you see Jim and Pam? The one I see all the time. It's all fucking. <laughs> so it's just That's like the, the long cock, shots of like them having like reverse cowgirl. Yeah. Yeah. It's lots. like 25 minutes to 40 minute scenes. And then they're like, they reach and turn off their mic packs and just go at it because you. You, can, you, you can't hear them. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do keep up with the whole like committing to making it seem like a real doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they pull <laughs> yeah. curtains and they're putting things up. Yeah, in yeah. the in the in the Quebec one, do they have like? Is it like LOL where all the David Gervais's jokes, like bad taste jokes, have to appeal to an audience regardless of language? So he's doing like visual bad taste jokes all the time. Like, I wonder, or if yeah, like he shows up Maybe in blackface like, or something. I think there's an episode <laughs> where NFL gags. Yeah, for, right, right. Yeah. I think there's an episode where. David Gervais shows up with bagels <laughs> from St. Viator when everybody <laughs> wanted Fairmount bagels. <laughs> and so everybody gets pissed. <laughs> David Gervais. Great Montreal <laughs> joke. Sasufi. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil man, we should mention that we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evil men. If you sign up for this... Oh, boy, you get two bonus episodes a month. Mm. Other little fun things, like mm-hmm. like Chris's honk and giggle. You little fun download. things, yes. We're talking about some putting some bloopers up there. I mean, yeah. a lot of good stuff. Also, you get to join our Discord where you can chat with us. So check it out, patreon.com slash evil man. So let's get to our evil man. Now, Ennis, you chose this evil guy. And... We're both big baseball fans. True. Blue Jays fans. We've talked about the late 80s Blue Jays. The first Blue Jay thing I really remember watching was the 1989 championship series against the Oakland A's. Against the Oakland A's. You remember those A's? I do. Mark McGuire. Ricky Henderson. Greatest Walt leadoff. Weiss. Walt Weiss. Dave Henderson. Terry Steinbach. Dave Stewart. Dennis Eckersley. Side armor. Yeah. Walter Mathau. <laughs> Walter Matthau, you as the as the team uh, trainer. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm not hardcore as you, but I remember that too. Okay, Carney Lansford, Mike Gallego. Oh, the damn, A's dude, dominated, and I think that was around the right. time of the the uh, earthquake, the, the 1989 World Series. Had the yeah. earthquake when the A's uh, Giants. They that went in really 89, scary. 88, 89, and 90. Exactly. And Did the earthquake happen during the like the playoffs? During a yeah, game during between the Giants and the. Uh, A's. Jesus. There was an earthquake in the middle of the game. They had to stop the game. People and it, on the uh, highway got crushed by the people on top of the highway. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. And in a slightly less terrible uh, element of it, our evil man today had to drive home in uniform, which I think oh, is just right. a funny idea. 
Well, yeah, while well, Hotel California played by the Eagles. Right. So, the, the, the A's of this time, they're scary. They're such a good team. Yeah. And one of the first things I remember of baseball was Jose Canseco Here we go. hitting. The Sky Dome was only a few months old. He hits a home run into the 500 level, first time ever. Because it was the year we opened the Sky Dome, right? The That's Skydome right. So yeah. saying that, James, and I remember those mega home runs that he could crank. Yeah. He was the first athlete, I think, after Ben Johnson that I heard people whispers of, he's cranked on the roids. Yep, exactly. Huge <laughs> Funny, part of his story. you should mention that. Huge part Here of his story. Here we go. Story. And you know what? When <laughs> you looked <laughs> at him... <laughs> the ride is about to go down the hill. <laughs> if you're listening at home, now's the time to start injecting. <laughs> <laughs> or have a friend do it. He used have to do it with friends. If you looked at him at the time, his biceps were like a big man's legs. It was, he looked yeah. crazy. The bat really looked like, you know, when they say like they had skinny legs that were, or bats, they called them toothpick bats when you were a yeah. kid, because you, you, if you were too weak to hold the big, regular like 34 inch bats or whatever, the big heavy bats looked like toothpicks yeah. in his hand, among his, others. His biceps looked like a big man's legs. It sounds like a bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> Baseball bats were like toothpicks to him. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, ben, so Jose Canseco, that's ben who we're Jose going to go. Jose Canseco, you chose it, Ennis, great pick. Great pick. Um, so Jose was born in Havana, Cuba, 1964. Uh, he has a twin. So if you're wondering if he's a fan of double mint gum, he is. Uh, he has a twin named Ozzy. Who... Did you write that joke before? No. That's Off really the top good. of my head. Are all That's twins really fans good. of that gum? You think it's, yeah, it's an identity, like, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Although I, I would like to point out that because of the unfortunate embargoes against Cuba, the likelihood that the Conseco boys ever had access to double mint gum as children is probably not. Okay, they didn't, good yeah. point. Can I maybe ask got a you? knockoff of some yes. kind. <laughs> yeah. the, the minty too. Chances yeah. were slim. Yeah, maybe yeah. just chiclets. Yeah, yeah. They would just split a banana. Well, Jose had a, a twin brother, Ozzy, who also played in the major leagues. How about that? So, so he's got we got Jose and Ozzy. Yeah. Jose <laughs> and Ozzy. Two, two steps into this guy's life. All right. Ozzy can take He was a um he was a fashionista. Um so uh a year into his life Jose moved to Miami. With his, uh, well, what's wrong with saying that? Jose and Scarface both moved to Miami. Yes. Uh, That's where Jose really grew up, played ball, and he was eventually drafted by the Oakland Athletics. (laughs) (laughs) Chris just changed his shirt and he was topless for a second. Um, Lovely hairy chest. Uh, Anyway, so Jose, he's a big time prospect. Yeah. Analysts and scouts are like, this guy's going to be the next. All natural? Well. Well, at the oh, time, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. No, he was I'm a big natural. Well, as, a, quite as a big actually, guy. as a kid, yeah, he was. Uh, he he was a natural phenom without the help. Yes, absolutely. That's and yet, he was kind of not considered a top prospect until later in his uh, like minor league career. Yeah, because as he said it, he wasn't really given the same chances as. And he draws this assertion a lot in the book Juiced, which we were going to talk about mm-hmm. his his revelatory tell all that rocked baseball. Uh, <laughs> and I really cha- want to read that. Changed all our lives forever. Um, I have it here. I can lend it to you. Yeah. Um, I will read excerpts from it later. He says, and uh, it sort of starts off his awareness of his treatment by coaches, his treatment by the media, compared to how white players that he thought were either on his level, maybe inferior to him. There's a running thing at the beginning of the book mm-hmm. that is strangely like one of the few things that you can really empathize, that it seems like he really didn't mm-hmm. get a fair shake 
early. Like he got hazed in some weird right. ways. They, he joined a team and then they made him be the bat boy just to like embarrass him. And he right. almost quit baseball and then he got like a talking to from a mentor of his and told him to come back. And also at the same time that this was happening, his, uh, his mother was quite sick and uh, died very early in his life. Yeah. And he actually... Am I, okay, no, wow. Ennis, absolutely. Well, these are the two things, these are the most humanizing things about him. A lot of our subjects him. have a par- uh, an important parental figure die yeah. early on. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and his father was like pretty, his father was like never happy enough. Like his father loved baseball and his mm-hmm. kids could never do good enough. And his mother yeah. was like the sweetest angel, according to him. And on her deathbed, he made the vow that he would be the best baseball player in the world. That's well, what that he sounds, said to That her. sounds really sweet. So I'm saying... Mm, I'm going to give him a zero. He's yeah. not evil. <laughs> yeah. Next. Yeah, okay, great. This is fun to be here. You know what? And that's true. I bet that's true about the Latin thing because up until especially like less so maybe maybe it's gotten better recently, yeah. but they would always describe, you'd always hear Latin players described as like, oh, he's a hothead. He's fiery. It would yeah. be all this coded language and Crafty, white guys are always sneaky. gritty and you yeah. know he's a good right. clubhouse guy and yeah. it really did feel kind of coded just being insensitive to their culture yeah and I, I think say. there is a lot of there would be a lot more like validity to it if he didn't point to it for every terrible thing he did right. throughout his career <laughs> even so, though it seems self-perpetuating in a certain way right it's yeah, so but funny we'll get to today that. like how for the most part the New York Yankees still sort of fashion their team as like these sort of like indecipherable weird like front Robots. line of a World War II military <laughs> Yeah, like they still that's have a, you can only have a mustache. You can't have facial hair. I didn't you know, even know that? you could have a mustache. You can, I that's you the couldn't. only facial hair yeah. you can have. You can't is a have long hair as a you Yankee. Can't have long hair. <laughs> and, they have, and they it's don't crazy. have numbers on their back because it's. And about I don't think the there's team. a salary cap in baseball, wow. right? No, there isn't. Yeah. So, they, so they just it's the New York. They, get they just buy every fucking yeah. dude. I want to see like uh, the the Yankees just break the rules and have long, beautiful, flowing hair and big beards. Well, it's funny because a lot of players like like Josh Donaldson went to play for them, played for the Jays, notoriously like yeah. had like a top knot man bun, yeah. scuzzy beard, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like clean shaven. Uh, yeah, he's like the Mister Burns to shave those sideburns to. I die. love nice. the dirty ass uh, Josh Donaldson. Me years. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except for the racist parts, but otherwise he's fun. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. We'll talk about that in a Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, he just made some dumb jokes he shouldn't have made. Shit. Yeah. So Jose. 1985, he makes his debut for Oakland, wins Rookie of the Year the next year. Um, he's very quickly like one of the biggest stars in the league. He's kind of charismatic. He was described as almost like a wrestling figure, like he was had a lot of personality. And um, baseball was bigger back then, so he was really a one of the bigger stars in like American sports. Um, he won an MVP in his fourth season. He was the first player in Major League history to hit 40 home runs and 40 steals. That was yes. really, you're right, though, how you're describing baseball back wow. then. Because I was like way into it back then, too. And that was like the Bo Jackson years. Yeah. yeah. Remember well, yeah. that? Yeah. It was yeah. like, you're right. They were almost like getting cartoons like WWF guys, like how they were treated. Yeah, remember the- Pro Stars? Yeah. yeah. Pro Jackson yeah. And, uh, and Wayne Gretzky was on it. And, yeah. yeah. And Bo Jackson played two sports. Remember that that, that era of that yeah. Yeah. sport athlete? Think about it. And yeah. Deion Sanders, too. But Yeah, Deion Sanders as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is nuts. Yeah, well, back then... And then, then Jordan tried. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Back then, baseball was kind of like, I think, where <laughs> basketball is now, where there were more right. stars and everybody knew all the stars, whereas now it's more like, you know, the guys on your city's team, but unless you're a hardcore fan, it's yeah. all the same national kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to think about that because if you guys watched The Last Dance, the Jordan, uh, the Bulls yeah. talk. Yeah. I mean, the idea that Nike wasn't a big presence in, in sports before Jordan and that basketball wasn't really like... Yeah. successful before michael jordan yeah 
that like baseball was ha- was happening then. Mm-hmm. You know Wasn't what I mean? Baseball like was the Converse biggest deal. still a big yeah, deal. Yeah, Converse back then? was a big deal. That's yeah, so and Reebok. And like, yeah. yeah, Nike didn't have a foothold before. Think about Converse dominating yeah. basketball now. You'd be like laughed out of your yeah. Arena. Converse <laughs> is a bartender shoe. Yeah. yeah, it feels like you'd break your ankle running in a Converse. I feel like the only person who wears a Converse is a guy who just moved to the city and just bought a longboard. <laughs> <laughs> or has one of those like electronic unicycles, like rides that to work. Like, oh, God, it's a ball yeah. player that rides the electric With a unicycle. DoorDash bag on his back? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a first-round draft pick, but he still delivers DoorDash. I always tip DoorDash... Uh, yeah, quite uh, handsomely, so they could move on up from Converse low cut sneaks <laughs> <laughs> to one day get Nikes. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, let's go. It, yeah, this so, is a great era, is what I'm saying. Oh, I, it was yeah. such a I good was baseball with you guys. Era. I had this was when I was collecting uh, upper deck baseball yeah. cards yep. every season. OPG. Oh yeah, I went Don nuts. Russ. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had all 700 uh, cards from the '88 Don Russ collection. Oh wow. In a binder. You it know, took me a year to collect them. That's insane. I yeah. was at my dad's was, recently, I and I found a big box full of my old baseball cards yeah. just a few days ago. Worthless I couldn't believe now. they were still there. Probably. Absolutely yeah, worthless. You could have put, you put that, that money in a nice uh, uh, savings account. Yeah, Probably but get yourself a nice little house. Remember right the upper there. decks had the holograms? And you're yes, like, I do. be worth a fortune. Because <laughs> 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 it's a hologram card. Like a Manny Lee uh, baseball card. <laughs> yeah, oh. right. Um, stick it in your bike spokes. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the A's at this time, like you're saying, great team, great time for baseball. Yeah. Mark McGuire's, uh, uh, you know, on the A's as well. They, they called Jose and Mark McGuire the Bash Brothers, you know. They would could. do a handshake where they would smash their elbows together. Yeah. Thus the bashing. Mark McGuire was huge, too. Oh, yeah. He had well, massive arms, there's too. There's a reason why. There's a reason oh, why, yeah. shit. But I loved Ricky Henderson. He could steal any base, any Oh, he was the greatest of all time at that. Yeah. Oh, the, played for the Blue Jays briefly. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, I feel like I'm distracting. No. Can I just read my first expert from the book, Juiced? I think now's a perfect time. Please. Because we're talking about Jose as a young man. The floor is yours. <laughs> so this is a, a, one of a few excerpts I'll read from the book, Juiced, uh, by Jose Canseco. It's just human nature to feel awkward and afraid when you first experience something. And when I first had my, when I had my first couple shots of steroids, I was so nervous it was just ridiculous. I was so scared of putting this external liquid in my body. I didn't know what it was going to do to me. But after a while, it becomes so easy, it's incredible. Steroids become like a friend. You come to understand them and how to benefit from them and how to use them properly and mix them with other chemicals, whether oil-based or water-based. You start seeing the effect that using steroids has on your body with the proper exercise and proper nutrition. I applaud his candor. Oh, it's, we were just getting started. You know, I read a Chuck Palahniuk I never know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but yeah. a Chuck Palahniuk. JJ is how you say it. <laughs> uh, thing about... Palnia Chuck. <laughs> about where he did steroids and talked about what it did to his body. And yeah. he said that, you know, at first it's like incredible. He can't stop working out. He said, he's, he said his penis felt 10 feet long. He was so horny and it's like, whoa. And then after a bit... All his sex drive disappeared, and all he wanted to do was work out, and then his balls really shrunk. Wait, Chuck Palinuk did it? Yeah. For Just for the hell of it. Yeah. I guess he's a bit of a nut. But um, I do hear, like, I mean, we're all overly familiar with the balls. With balls? <laughs> with the balls. <laughs> <laughs> with the ball shrinkage uh, side effect of steroids. That's the thing no, it's that happened to all three of us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're ripped. 
Yep, we're ripped at least. <laughs> and totally calm and chill all the time. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> now continue! And only because it's perfectly timed with what you just said, I'd love to read a second excerpt right away. Absolutely. And if it's about Kinseko's balls, I'm psyched. Me too. But one definite side effect of steroid use is the atrophying of your testicles. I can confirm that. Could you Whatever say the word, uh, word atrophy, uh, Jose? I mean, I think it was, um, this is probably ghostwritten. Uh, yeah. Oh, I he didn't write he it with a quill on a, on a no, sort of piece of parchment? No, because as we found out, we found out from a making of documentary, uh, a podcast produced by ESPN, apparently the bulk of the book was written with him laying in his boxer shorts on satin sheets in his bed while the writer from the publishing company typed away at a desk nearby. That's genuinely <laughs> how I want to work. It sounds <laughs> actually, sub- yeah. He mentions it in the book that he loves taking phone calls from bed and making deals from bed as well. Nice. But here we go. Ideal. Yeah. Whatever size they start out, they will definitely shrink if you are taking steroids over a period of time. But here's the point I want to emphasize. What happens to your testes has nothing to do with any shrinking of the penis. That's a misconception. (laughs) As a matter of fact, the reverse can be true. Using growth hormone can make your penis bigger and make you more easily aroused. So to the guys out there who are worried about their manhood, all I can say is growth hormone worked for me. So your dick is bigger, but your balls are smaller. Maybe his dick. Comparison. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah, maybe yeah. his dick stayed the same size. It's it just looks bigger because his balls are marbles now. Can I yeah. just take a moment to say <laughs> that's very fine. It's the same size <laughs> penis. But he has like, like, oh, it's bigger. He has macadamia nuts for balls. <laughs> can I just? Uh, uh, you can say it. Say, take a moment to say, knowledge is king, and books are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the knowledge you can glean from any book here, here. is quite like for valuable. Example, yeah. yeah, right. For example, don't even worry about Conseco's dick. <laughs> it's big, baby. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Steroids does not affi- affect the stem. Nope, it's big. <laughs> Just the, the bulbs. Beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> so, Jose. Yes, he's he's doing steroids. We'll we'll def, we'll get in more into that. Um, he was, but he was like a really controversial star. Um, in 1989, he was arrested for reckless driving uh, and leading officers on a 15 mile chase. Whoa. Also in 1989, he was arrested for carrying a loaded semi-automatic pistol in his car. And in 1992, he was arrested for ramming his Porsche into his wife's BMW after a fight. So he's a bit of a hothead? A little that, bit like, of a hothead. Is that you what they call roid rage? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't mention that even once in the book about his temperament. Mike, weren't you but, saying you got in so an argument with an bullshit. ex and you drove your Porsche into her BMW? Uh, that is not true. She had a Lamborghini <laughs> that I that I crashed into. That's, but, a, that's a big yeah. move in a fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be like, you know what, honey? Hang on one second. Can you back you, your car I take up too much room in the bed. I'll be right back. <laughs> you put your Porsche into my BMW is the modern Hollywood version of you put your chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> now, was he... Is it, so that is was it known? Not worth it. I, I, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I crash your BMW. <laughs> I crash your Porsche. <laughs> is it known that he was already juicing at this time? Well, when, it was, when it all was this... definitely talked about. Right. It, was, it was a buzz, and he right. was very candid within... Like he brags in the book, first of all, a lot. Like, a, like the narcissism is truly off the charts. But um, he bra- he was bragging about how casually he could talk to other players about it. Right. And in fact, he did. He does claim that he gave uh, McGuire access to mm-hmm. uh, steroids and actually taught him how to inject. 
basic, and, uh, oh, that's yeah, good. basically yeah. in the uh, he's like the fitter, like a fitter, fitter more athletic, uh, athletically talented version of Lou Reed. Because Lou Reed's <laughs> saying about injecting heroin, yeah. and it goes talking about injecting st- steroids. You know what I mean? Well, um, yeah, he um, didn't I, Kurt Cobain inject steroids? <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty ripped. Um, <laughs> Right, there were there were rumors swirling that he was using steroids in the eighties. Right, um, and one reporter yeah. uh, said that players in the league called steroids a Jose Canseco milkshake. Oh, so he was the guy right. who was like the spokesperson, like the the yes. The Jose face of denied steroids. it at the time, right, obviously, right. and baseball didn't test for it at the time. But it was like well right. rumored right. and known that he was like Mister Steroids, mm-hmm. right? And as he started introducing it to other players in the league, which most of them denied when all this stuff came out, uh, a, a, it shone a big light on. And what makes this kind of complicated is that while he was, seems like a kind of a villainous presence in this whole thing. Major League Baseball had no testing. They had no real interest in setting it up because I think they were aware that most of their yeah. cash cows could possibly right. fall apart if uh, uh, if they. Like, if they I do remember them. that argument even yeah. as a kid. And don't that you was remember? A big thing. M- remember, and I think it was nineteen. 19- like it was they. They were like chastise it out loud. Yeah, but we got to keep it on the deal because look at our fucking team. Yeah, and I, I remember that. And yeah. remember, I think it was '98 when McGuire hit 70 home runs and Sosa hit 66. It was, it was, yeah. They were both the the home run record was Roger Maris hit 19 in 1961. He hit 61. Nobody had come close. Yeah. Right. And in one year, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa played for the Cubs, also like just grew to like twice his normal <laughs> size before. They they yeah. these, they looked like. It, just like they had been inflated, Michelin like Bane, man, right. like, a, like a Bane type situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, hit and two guys broke it in one year. Two guys and then broke, broke it in one year. Subsequent years, <laughs> and then again. Sosa broke it three more times over the next three, uh, four years right. of his of his career. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was. But you remember that? Like that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was bad, but that was like the best baseball time. All these guys crunching seventy home runs. Yeah, it was it's amazing. The best thing, it's the most fun thing to watch in baseball. But it did under it did belie a huge sort of. Uh, denial from the people up up at the top in Major League Baseball. Wow, I can't. It is hard to uh, even uh, imagine a time when testing wasn't part of a major league, like a major sport. Yeah, That's I mean crazy. it was illegal. It was yeah, in their yeah. their rules or whatever, but yeah, they just yeah. had no infrastructure for testing. That's it. So crazy. And I think yeah. we're like, you know, if we do this, and, and the thing is, like, after a while, like there was a big strike in 1994, which I think Conseco uh, right, uh, right. at least asserts that like it was the first year. Maybe it was it ever that they canceled the World uh, Series? Maybe. I, like maybe outside of like a year where there was a yeah like, like maybe World War, War II one or, or something right. yeah, yeah. yeah. where like I think but I think he makes a point of saying like even wars couldn't stop this yep uh, they nice. they had a they had a strike which among other things was like basically the players wanted more money and uh, I think the go- the owners wanted a salary cap too and the players right. were like hell no right and they were trying to I think at that point it just sort of was like tensions were starting to brew because of how success how much money baseball was making. Right. With no uh, regulation, no oversight for the proliferation of steroids in baseball. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Jose is like, he's a celeb. He's he's in the news. Um, there were rumors that he had an affair with Madonna in the early 1990s. <laughs> yeah. Jose told Us Magazine, quote, she had a Cuban child and wanted another one. Uh, she wanted us. She wanted to get married and have a child with me. She wanted a Cuban child. Is he in? Do you see his, his naked butt in her sex book? <laughs> I don't. Think I don't so. think he made the cut no. in that book. I think oh. this that would be, be cool, though. Sort of. What I year did that come see. out? <sighs> like it was around the time of um, early to mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, early. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, yeah, I can like, remember Big Vanilla, Daddy Kane was in that. Vanilla Ice, Anthony Mason, I think. Also, also the Knicks. Dennis Rodman, right? 
Was he actually in the book? Or was that later? I feel like they dated, but I don't know if that was oh. maybe maybe wasn't in the book. Maybe Vanilla. Oh, imagine being imagine being invited to a, a couple's Nine, only dinner 90, 90, 90, party. 92. Madonna and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> wow. What do you? You can't. How do you top those outfits? How about this? <laughs> Madonna and Dennis Leary. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Mike, you've got a sick mind, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> An Madonna's- asshole and a virgin. <laughs> You can imagine. I'm trying to think of Dennis yeah, Leary references. Like, I'm trying to think of his first album. Like an asshole. Uh, no cure for cancer. Was yeah, that no cure one? for cancer. Yeah, yeah. Like an asshole. <laughs> um, like a virgin. More like like. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Dennis. That's Leary. how good his j- joke writing it. <laughs> um, and it's, did well, it's you have you a quote? That. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this whole thing is like you know you say like the 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 arrests and stuff were happening at a time where. Um, he wasn't there was there, i couldn't find any evidence of any suspensions happening for this stuff for like domestic disputes and a, a potentially you know assaults and things like that baseball didn't even have that stuff in place right now considering the way right that's treated now and seen now it was almost like you know it's kind of in line with the way people had attitudes towards celebrities in general it was kind of like it was all happening on tv so he was becoming this big celebrity and it was part of the notoriety like ooh, he <laughs> sma- he drove a car into his wife's car and he has a gun in his car and all this stuff and mm-hmm. like they were making him the villain but like there was an incident where at one point there was at a red sox game and they were chanting steroids steroids at him after this uh, reporter had written for in this in sports illustrated basically said like he's on steroids we should it's out there now. Let's get this out there. And he like turned and flexed to the crowd, and they cheered wildly and loved it. So he was really <laughs> leaning into this villain. He was kind of yeah, like a wrestling character. Yeah, and this is how like he was probably the most famous baseball player on the planet, maybe the right, most famous right. athlete on the planet. I think that's how we got to Madonna's radar. And so she Madonna, would never get with a baseball player now. They're not famous enough. No, absolutely not. But she he got on her radar. And she's seventy. <laughs> right, that too. And Guy Ritchie. Isn't she with Guy Ritchie? Oh, yeah, I don't know. And she has a British I accent. So. Now. They're not together anymore. Oh, fuck. Oh, she's on the market. I don't know. But He's like, on the market, too. You know? It's <laughs> right? okay. Yeah, I think they've been broken up for a while. Well, okay, so I'm not but up on my Madonna. No, made no, him no. do a remake of <laughs> Castaway or whatever, the Lena Wertmuller movie. Right. Uh, she is, made him make a movie? There's no way that was his choice. <laughs> oh. Who wears the pants in that relationship? <laughs> I don't. I can't believe that would be his choice. So here we go. This is an excerpt talking about. So basically, she reached out to him <laughs> through their people to meet, mm. and they have a couple of conversations, just chit chat. She's showing him around his house, showing her music videos and stuff like that. Right. And so they have another. Um, so here we go. This is another excerpt from the book Juiced on the chapter about Madonna. Madonna doesn't fool around. She's a woman who knows what she wants and goes after what she wants. And for a few weeks that year, she decided I was what she wanted. I was Cuban. I was a superstar baseball player. And she liked the way I looked. She never really got a good look at my body when I visited her house in California. And on the phone, she kept asking me a lot of questions about how different parts of my body looked. So I had the A's team photographer take a shot of me wearing nothing but some tight riding shorts and sent that to her. It looks nice, she said. By the way, <laughs> I didn't ask what she meant by it. <laughs> oh, by the Jose. way, that's not sent as an email attachment in 1991. Like they were probably <laughs> mailing that. <laughs> right, it was buffering. Just yeah, that wasn't a text. Oh, I bet you like Pure Later delivered it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Package for Miss Madonna. Imagine how brutal the conversation between Madonna and Jose Canseco was. What does like, your butt look like? Yeah, and he's like, uh, what? <laughs> well, this is where this it's is where big. I wonder. This is where I wonder, like, his paraphrasing of these stories that he's telling in the book sounds so, like, 
self-aggrandizing and also like a child is explaining them to somebody. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the the he's just the, writing brag like he's bragging. These are all brags. Yeah, well, wait till it gets to even some darker stuff, and he still can't help but brag. So this is the end of his Madonna chapter. The next day, Madonna and I talked again, and this time she got down to business. Basically, she was tired of waiting for me. I want you to leave your wife, she told me. I want you to be with me. We can get married. To be honest, I didn't know what to think. She heard me hesitate and couldn't believe it. What's the problem, she asked. Why don't you leave your wife? Are you worried about the money you're going to have to give her if you get divorced? Don't worry about that. I've got money enough for both of us. I'll never forget that. I was thinking to myself, damn, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> this sounds like it, it reads like um, two kids goofing around in a basement yes, yeah. writing a book like this is how adults talk yeah this is <laughs> imagine if I dated Madonna yeah. and I love that in his story he kind of turns her down like yeah. that's a specific kind of like macho yeah. bro shittiness that like yeah. you're like yeah this super hot famous babe I didn't even I wasn't even interested and she was throwing herself at me yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. like that that's a weird kind of better brag than yeah. if he hooked up with her Wow. Yeah. Um, well, um, Jose, uh, so, you know, his numbers start suffering a little bit because um, he was really on kind of a Hall of Fame track, you know, but he kind of suffered a bit. and He got hurt a lot, right? He got hurt a lot. Teams yeah. got a bit fed up with his antics and uh, he got traded to Texas. I, I remember that. Ruben mm-hmm. Sierra going back. Uh, at a time when the Rangers were actually uh, one of their managing partners, George W. Bush. Hey! They were colleagues. Friend of the show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then he went to Boston, back to Oakland. He had a season right here in Toronto. He All did. Right. Where he hit the most home runs he ever hit in his career. Yeah. And may 46. I say, no, no city and no country on earth has better steroids than right here in <laughs> Toronto, Canada. <laughs> you don't got to go to L.A. I can tell you he definitely did them here. If you look up Jose Canseco Blue Jays, again... It, it's unbelievable. It's, he looks like Hulk Hogan? I don't know. The he's Ultimate taking Warrior? up the entire base. Like he's, yeah. o- he's over the plate. And the bat really looks like, uh, like, a, like and, a pencil or a pen. And when Roger, was he at his Roger biggest? Clemens, Roger Clemens was on that Blue Jays team, too, and he was on steroids. Was it the same year? Yeah. Well, then they started actually probably... That's, yeah, he helped they probably injected well. each other. That'd he brags constantly in the book about about uh, giving people steroids. Uh, what would you ask there, Mike? When was he at his like roidiest, like his hugest? I like, think it would have been yeah, mid nineties. I think is when he yeah, maybe he really late blew career. Up. Honestly, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the <throat> irony is that the steroids, which he keeps claiming, are in part to help him recover, right, uh, and heal faster. Didn't help him with the various bruises and bumps that <laughs> kept him from playing a full season for several years mm-hmm, right. as he was getting arrested for all this stuff and. Right. Um, yeah. Do you remember there's a really funny play that happened with Jose Canseco yeah. when he was playing for the Texas Rangers? You might have seen this video. There's a fly ball to the outfield and he's playing the outfield and he tries to catch the ball, but he misses it and the ball bounces off his head <laughs> and goes over the fence and yeah. counts as a home run. A ball that wouldn't have been a home run otherwise. Yeah, it bounced off his head. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth looking up. And this is where he's starting to kind of turn into a joke in that yeah. unfortunate way the media is kind of chewing him up and spitting him out a bit. And right. Exactly. The phone so- uh, suddenly stops ringing from Madonna. Yeah, yeah. now it's, now it's not that. Madonna. It's, you know... Uh, um, Tiffany. Tiffany. It's Amy Grant, you know... Uh, <laughs> Lisa Loeb. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Peaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting. Guess mix. what, guys? I worked at the Skydome Hotel when it was new. You in did? What? Yeah. No way. I was the linen boy. I worked for three <laughs> months. This sounds boy. like a porno. Hold on, right this when is, I was about is, to you, get fired. This is a TV series. Right instantly. when I was about to get fired, I quit. Uh, nice. Or no, I was about to get written up, I quit. So and were you months. juicing? 
And <laughs> I uh, did you get did you get injected by Jose? Kitsuka? I took the linen <laughs> off the beds while Roger Clemens' wife and kids were in the room. No way! Did yeah. you try to like flirt with her? <laughs> uh, I was. Is she of note in some way? Or no, but just, just if Chris was cuck, like young, to try and to cuck Roger Clemens. I mean, yeah, in front of his children, kind of <laughs> he's pumped full of steroids. <laughs> but also, that's when uh, Raptors games were out of there too. So I saw oh, yeah, like uh, Damon Stoudemire in yeah. person, and uh, yeah, a ton of like visiting basketball players like staying in the rooms. And whenever they'd leave, I'd have to go in and be the first to clean up the room and take the linens. Who had like, the filthiest linen? Wow, that's Scotty Pippen's skid mark. And, and booze that wasn't drank. Really? really? That's one of the reasons why I got in trouble because you're supposed to report finding that stuff. And you took the weed and booze? Yeah, sometimes I think other people would be in the room and they'd know and then it would be gone. Wow. Oh, yeah. like, or they would call back afterwards and be like, do you have a lost and found? I left a half quarter Yeah, yeah. in the drawer. <laughs> Wait, was, you didn't get fired because you took the sheets off the bed in front of the Clemens family, did you? Is that no, funny? no. Okay. I also like... That was like a claim We had these like big um, containers on wheels, like kind of like a dumpster, plastic dumpstery thing on wheels that you put the fr- fresh linen in. And sometimes when no one was looking, I would climb up into those and nap on it. <laughs> You're like Garfield working in the <laughs> I was not good at working at that. Did job. you ever see anything like nasty? Or also, that's when McDonald's was still in the Sky Dome. Yeah, and we God, got fifty percent off McDonald's. So I was like, fifty percent. I'm gonna get double Big Macs and double Quarter Pounders every lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I probably gained twenty pounds. I back then, I was a skinny kid, so yeah. I probably start this. I probably started all this back then. Back in back in the time of steroids. You yeah. were affected too by steroids. In a <laughs> yeah, they were way. packing it on with the roids. I was packing it on with the Roynolds. <laughs> McRoynolds. The Royals. The Roynolds. I mean, this is McDonald's. a TV show idea. I don't mean to go too far off the rails, but I think Linen Boy is a TV show. Yeah, and call it Linen and Boy. And, but we still pitch it, and I'm in my 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm not even kidding. Chris, yeah. did you ever see anything like nasty in, in any of these hotel rooms? Did you see like a dirty toilet? Oh, that- Probably. A basketball player used, <laughs> or mean like no, I mean sexy or nasty, nasty, sexy, nasty, or nasty. The funniest nasty. thing was like most basketball <laughs> players would walk down the hall, like with shades on, and clearly be fucking stoned off their ass, like <laughs> huge, like weed smoke trailing them, like clouds. And this was like '98, so it was like yeah, yeah not really like funny. now where it's like really yeah. legal. Hmm. Yeah, I took like half a year off before going to university, and it, that's what I did. That's cool. For three months, though, if I stayed on, I would have gotten fired, but I quit right when I was getting written up. <laughs> smart to do that, because then they can't say you were fired. Exactly. On your next, on yeah. your next, I did that several your, times. Dude, I was the smartest, shitty worker. <laughs> I worked at HMV. I was going to get fired. I quit first. Oh. I worked at a candy store. Well, no, candy store I actually got fired from. <laughs> yeah. But Blockbuster, I quit before getting fired, because then you can't say you got fired. Yeah, it's like, come out of here. Yeah. And yeah. then they still have to give you a reference. Yeah. <laughs> right here with you. Right here. Yeah. Well, let's get back to Jose Canseco. So, um, some dark stuff as well. In 1997, he was arrested for beating his wife. Um, in 2001, Fuck. he and his twin brother, Ozzy, or Ozzy, <laughs> got in a fight at a Miami nightclub and they were both charged with battery. Um, so it's, it's brother versus brother. No, no, brother 
no. and brother. Brother with brother. Oh, the two brothers like, beat up another like guy. Double dragon. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that's, that's good. Fucking, two that's twin like brothers awesome. speaking, fighting speaking guys. Of, speaking of Bash brothers. Yes. yes. Two right? twin brothers who look like Jose Canseco fighting guys in a Miami nightclub. <laughs> but one is gigantic and the other one is just normal. <laughs> I think he was big too. Hmm? Um, anyway, so... Um, yeah, things are getting His messy. His career runs out at the, in 2001 at the age of 36. He retires. He hit 462 home runs. Um, if you took the steroids out of it, like not, probably not quite a Hall of Famer, I'd say, but not far off. Well, and his contention is that he was essentially blackballed from baseball because yeah. he was the rare uh, a guy that we could that they could maybe point to. And it wasn't like he was suspended, but he just slowly, basically, teams were just nobody was offering him right. more employment. He was getting worse, so to speak. But yeah. uh, before that, he did actually. Uh, he claims in his book. Um, have a conversation with Barry Bonds when, and all these stories are all like, "Damn, Jose, how'd you get? How you got? You had such big muscles. How'd you get those muscles?" And he's like, "Well," and then he ends up, it, and then it leads to him in a bathroom injecting him with, right. with uh, steroids. Yeah. It was said that he really brought steroids to a ton of players. Yeah. And yeah. in the book, he refers to himself as the Godfather of steroids. That's so he's really sick. He does it proudly, but he's sick it, in the bad way. You mentioned Barry, yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned Barry Bonds, who mm-hmm. in his whole career had never hit more than forty-nine home runs. He claims they had a conversation, I think, in 2000, 99. I did not know that the number was that low. Well, it was 49. It was his, I mean, he was Hall of Fame numbers even before he ever took a steroid in his life, according to Conseco. Yeah. He says they had a conversation. Bonds came back to spring training, 40 pounds of muscle added, and hit yeah. 73 home runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is the record. Which is still but the it, record. But nobody, yeah. it's messed. It used to be really fun with the baseball home yeah. run records, but now people are kind of like, well, they all got broken, but there were guys with steroids. And I mean, Barry Bonds yeah. did not have the appeal. Yeah. Like, he, speaking people of hated villains him. in sports, yeah. and if you want to yeah. add in the racial component, he definitely, I think the deservedly or otherwise, got, the, to do with it big got the short end of the stick in that way. He and became I don't know like the bad face of it, which is Yeah, Barry Bonds was like the guy that, like, they were like, well, he's clearly on steroids. It was right? also nuts because Barry Bonds with Pittsburgh looks like, um, I don't know, if one of us got like incredibly fit or something. Like, like a swimmer, a long-distance yes. runner or something. And Barry yeah. Bonds in the, with the yeah. Giants 10 years later looks like an American gladiator. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he a person who's, 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 whose skull is actually like a hockey helmet painted with yes. skin over yeah. top of it. Like yeah. that's, his oh. skull got so huge. How did they make hats for him? So Barry Bonds and Jose Canseco were those like the two big known uh, steroid guys, or was like was everyone now doing it? Well, there like, was a it was a guy named Brady Anderson who was mm-hmm. a leadoff hitter for the Orioles in the nineties who would hit like thirteen home runs, fifteen home runs, eighteen home runs. All of a sudden, one year he hit fifty, <laughs> and then dropped back down the next year to eighteen, seventeen, whatever it was. So it, may, it might have been a contractor. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but I think the the point is to hear certain players say it. It was everywhere, but right. to hear right. other players say it, it had no place in the game and right, right, right. Uh, n- nothing. And then this, this leads us to the or, book. So. And, and or probably, were some more discreet and didn't go like fully overboard. Like, well, it's like possible, D, yeah. D- there's Jason guys who weren't big, like D. Gordon got busted for steroids. He's like right. a small, skinny right. dude. Greg Zahn, he wasn't a big yeah. guy. Like Mister Met. <laughs> yeah, uh, BJ yeah, Birdie was dosing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, well, they, that's the funny thing is they started suspending. Yeah. They started to speak, speaking of uh, we sh- we could have done a you could have done a whole episode on Greg's on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of um, that, baseball started to do what seemed like just like lip service suspensions of guys that weren't the biggest names in the game. They were starting to suspend people for uh, performance enhancing drugs that were. You maybe never heard of them. There was a guy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was his name? Chris Colabello. Colabello on the Jays, yep. who was like a kind of a out of nowhere success story, and then they found out he was. People didn't on always drugs. take it to get huge. They right. do it just to 
you know, over cover for injuries, yeah. prolong your career. Because yeah. guys in the 90s, too, suddenly they're having brilliant years at like 43. <laughs> Whereas now you've run out of steam at like 36, 35. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was really weird. But like Roger Clemens was like 45 pitching yeah. for the Astros, yeah. like kicking butt. It was well, like really the Red nuts. Sox. Yeah. The Red Sox got cool. rid of him. He came to Toronto, uh, Clemens did. Uh, because he's he claimed that like hitters were all on steroids, so they he started doing steroids, right. and uh, he won two Cy Young awards in his two years with the Jays. Like <laughs> had two of the best seasons in baseball history as a pitcher. So right. yeah, uh, but it was fun. Like it was entertaining. Like it was yeah. awesome <laughs> that this dude who's old is still kicking ass. It yeah. was like cool. Up to yeah. bat next is Kirk Douglas, <laughs> the age of eighty-seven, having his best year ever. <laughs> but so this leads us to. Uh, the book is this? Where yes. We're going to? So in 2005, um, Jose approaches a publishing company to write a book, a tell-all. Imagine you're a publisher and you get that call from Jose Canseco. Well, you know what's interesting, Mike? This publishing company uh, brought uh, had to, made books such as Jenna Jameson's "How to Make Love Like a Porn Star" <laughs> and O.J. Simpson's "If I Did It." Classics. So it was a bit of a trashy yeah. publishing house. Yeah. No. But this was kind of Not a trashy exactly book. Grove Press. <laughs> no. Not Penguin. Not uh, Schuster and whatever that. <laughs> Wayne and Schuster. <laughs> Simon and Schuster. Yeah. Wayne Simon and Garth. And Schuster. <laughs> um, so Juiced was, which which is what Ennis has been reading from, was basically Jose's mm-hmm. personal account of steroid OJ's use. Jose's book could have been called Juiced as well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't juice that woman. <laughs> if I juiced it, that's not my juice. <laughs> <laughs> Had he? Did he retire before? Testing was even introduced. Well, this is the thing: is that uh, um, that's a good question. I'm actually not sure on the line timeline of that specifically. Okay, but the point is, this book when it came out, James, if you want to go in with that stuff, this is about the the what the book led to mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. You it, go it, for it. it. Okay, well, so it basically led to something. It was so explosive and was a bestseller, and a lot of people were like, "Jose Canseco is full of shit." And right, right. Uh, they actually started having congressional hearings, and like the the Department of I don't the Senate started Congress started to investigate it. That's because, confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, Congress started to investigate it because he had named he named specific names. He named McGuire. He named uh, Rafael Palmero, Roger Clemens, all these guys. So named he named names. He named names in the book at the prompting, apparently, of the right. publisher and. Uh, and then it basically tore baseball wide open and forced them to reckon with and everything he, that has dude, happened. Dude, he's the Ilya Kazan of baseball players on Roids. <laughs> sure, there you go. But he's wh- their Andy Snowden, I guess. When he named right, names, right. <laughs> was it because he was like saying fuck you to these players who had crossed him? Or like what he, had he happened? He felt like, rejected by the game. Yeah. He was resentful that he he was rejected by the game because people got fed up with him and oh, you know, all okay. those steroid rumors. Yeah. So I think he was kind of lashing out. like right, right. Uh, Kind of like the imagine, Joker. Yeah. You also have to imagine he was probably pretty <laughs> fucked up from the roids. Right. So yeah. he was what year was this? 2005. But that's oh, the thing. So he wrote the book. when Batman Begins came out. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so the Joker's card would have been played at the end of that movie. Yeah. In the Narrows. Uh, but he did... Joe K. Canseco. It's Joe exactly K. when Batman Begins came out. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's some... Great music. And Jose Canseco has a butler named Alfred as well. Is that true? We have to admit that Christopher Nolan directed the Gentleman's Batman movies. We have to admit it. Well, so that's the thing is he became what the media said he was. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. He became what the media said he was, this like the the guy who was taking baseball down by introducing steroids to it. And it was like, I did, but here's everybody else doing it. And then this thing didn't, it didn't have any legal standing as like 
you couldn't it wasn't actionable but they still did a, a deep investigation called the Mitchell report that just listed all of the players who they tracked uh, transactions you know conversations they right. they found out that it was way more widespread than than they'd ever known before and uh, and basically started putting in all these way harsher punishments and it's like 30 games for one now it's like 80 mm-hmm. games for one if you do it again I think it's a full wow. season and then you're kicked out of baseball period and they started doing random tests like Jose Batista the year after he hit his 54 home runs they were testing him randomly quote unquote all like the time. every couple of weeks they would be testing him oh really? and that sounds rigged too yeah oh yeah, yeah like yeah. oh God. yeah that sounds super Fucking... racist as well for sure the Batista stuff not just racist but oh, also like racist. richer teams uh, a- like aiming the league towards certain players on other teams Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I do not put that past the MLB. No, for sure. It's or insane. the NBA. They, want, I, they all fucking do it to each other. They want the richest, most popular teams to prosper, for sure. It, yeah. Yeah. Especially, uh, was it at the Jays? Was he on the Jays? He was on the Jays, yeah. Exactly. He's, there he's, you go. He's set the Jays record for home runs, 54. I'll always stand up for Toronto teams being like, fucking, there's a conspiracy against us. Yep. <laughs> I'll never not drop that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally I agree too. with you. But he did force... Now, this brings us to the question of... Um, like, is this actually bad for the sport? Because you're talking about how fun it is. And with the question of, of how <laughs> evil Jose Canseco was, that was a fun time when Absolutely. everyone kind of had blinders on to the ravages it, of steroids. It saved baseball after the strike, the Paul yes, chase. I remember a, a, a youthful version of me even justifying it in my own head where it's like, oh, they must have a controlled version of using steroids in sports. Like, that's what I thought. I thought... Well, if people know, if it's so like widespread and obvious, then there must be some sort of like, you know, regimented version of using steroids for sports now that's just regular. Well, do we want to talk about the steroids? Because I, my opinion on it, I read a really, I really love uh, this writer and uh, sports guy, Dan Lebetard, and he wrote an article I really liked where he talked about so. Why do we say steroids is is bad other than that it's a rule? Is the idea that we're not supposed like we're we expect our athletes to be all natural and not affect their bodies in any way artificially? Well, they do that. Like Lance Armstrong would go to Europe and have like his blood cycled through. So mm-hmm. would Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah, they get access to like platelets. Yeah, all this weird shit with their blood. And, um, yeah. they 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 take other kinds of drugs and like. It's an it even is changing kind your of an, diet or like yeah, it's exercising kind of, at higher altitude or something is like yeah, it's yeah. it's it is kind of an arbitrary line. Yeah. So it is cheating, but I I sort of don't think it's immoral. Other than it's, I think it's really bad for your body. But that's I guess your choice. But I I think it is it is interesting that like also in the fifties and sixties, apparently players were taking like uh, basically. Adderall and stuff all the yeah, time. Greenies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like really yeah. old. What was Doc Babe Ruth taking? Ellis. And it helped him with his uh, exams too. Well, didn't Doc Ellis throw like a LSD. perfect game on acid? It was yeah. a no hitter. It was a no hitter on yeah. acid. Uh, he didn't realize he was pitching that day. Yeah, and so dosed. And then they were like, "We need you to pitch." And he threw a no hitter with eight walks. Yeah, <laughs> and he said he couldn't even see the plate or the players. He just saw shapes and yeah, but the yeah. walks never scored. No, the walks didn't score. He's, he's a shutout. Yeah, because he's just known and hit. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of a complicated sports figure, I would recommend watching a, a no no a, a documentary, the Doc Ellis story. It's a great yeah, movie. yeah, I love it. And yeah. those old timey baseball players were 
definitely smoking on the field, probably oh, like yeah, yeah. drunk the whole time they yeah. were playing yeah. as oh, well, yeah, for right? Sure. And they were all was Walter Matthaus in Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, oh, yeah, and a lot cocaine of players, was, still, was, yeah. was way more prevalent back then. Yep. Right. That's the irony. And, and Canseco does spend the time to like try to d- d- differentiate between steroids and what that's for, and right. that he did try to live a pretty... like. Uh, clean, fit lifestyle. He goes on about how the only women he was attracted to had to be really fit and really good looking. And Sounds like Henry Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this where we get to the stuff about uh, the, the pageants and things? Re- revelations oh, in the book? right. Because so, this is where we start, maybe it starts to seem his evilness maybe comes through a little bit more. So this That's is post-career, post-baseball years. These are revelations in the book which are reflect on the oh, last 15 years. And, and also, was the book a huge runaway success? Yes, that mass, that's what I'm saying. It led to a congressional right, investigation. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, the top of the, like, Ironically, George Bush was in charge, I think, at that point, right? Oh, you yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, must have had egg on guy, his face. That meme where the Secret Service guy is whispering to Bush, it's yeah. like, Mr. President, Jose Canseco's on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he gave it to and he, and he didn't do anything. He didn't know what to do. He's sitting there <laughs> he in that classroom, and he didn't know minutes. what to do. <laughs> I got to keep reading to these kids. <laughs> Casey um, at the bat. <laughs> oh, boy. I forgot to mention, too, that yeah. when Jose started doing steroids in the miners, he put on 50 pounds of muscle in a year, and that's when he became a big prospect. So he was doing steroids right from the beginning. Yeah. He did. Right. Anyway. Um, so, right. He said in the book, oh, yeah, that he would meet women out and about mm-hmm. and then invite them back to his hotel suite. And I guess he and his friends would do beauty pageants, <laughs> and they would have scorecards with markers and they'd rank the girls, and then the okay. top, top so five... Okay, the girls wouldn't rank him and his friends. No, it was just no, the one way. they weren't conducting beauty pageants. They weren't the contestants. Yeah, they they like, weren't can competing. you watch us? And, and then the us? women who won the beauty pageant <laughs> could hang out with them longer. Yeah. Yeah. This nice. is a particularly disgusting chapter in this book called Imports, Road Beef, and Extra Cell Phones. Road Beef is like said, beef sandwich. No, and it's not roadkill that you eat. Uh, road Beef, this one... Let's go back to another excerpt from the book Juice. Not a great euphemism for a lady. It's, well, this is where it starts to get a little ugly. Yeah. This one is pretty simple. Any girl you met on the road and had sex with was referred to as road beef. I wouldn't say the term had any special meaning or special connotation. No, it no. just meant a piece of meat, a piece of ass for the player to enjoy while he was away from home. Just about every player I knew used that term. Oh, so it just meant that? Yeah. <laughs> It's it not what you think. That. It's nothing offensive or upsetting. It's just the way I refer. I know to road beef sounds being. bad, but it's just a piece well, of ass to enjoy away from your family. Oh my god! Away from my house, yes. Jose. Yeah, be nice. There was also uh, slump busters, <laughs> which were apparently essentially anytime a player was going through a slump, the idea was that you would find the ugliest girl you can find and attempt to have sex with her. And okay. Jose Canseco said he would rather go o for forty than ever do that because he liked fit, attractive. <laughs> oh, pretty disgusting. Pretty disgusting stuff. Right. Yeah, if you yeah. ask me. So pretty, pretty awful. Yeah. And those are all part of the revelations that made this thing. Uh, a huge bestseller. A hit. Did the did Major League Baseball pass a rule against road beef? <laughs> up to the up to the point of this publishing, I'm not sure that they have any uh, rules on the books against uh, the proliferation of road beef. But his brain didn't grow past eight years old. He really yeah. is. He has a he has a way of like when he's talking about himself as a victim in the media. Yeah. When he's talking, like he he goes from saying the media didn't like me. Uh, but I, I wasn't who they said I was. I was a quiet guy, shy. I didn't even have much of a personality. 
50 pages later, he says, I was a rock star and they knew it. And they, they knew I was the biggest <laughs> thing in the world and I was a huge personality. It's whatever makes it, it's very yeah. Donald Trump in its, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. that narcissism of he could just reframe everything to make himself look good, yeah. including being kicked out of baseball. He's psycho. Yeah. Yeah. People reacted like baseball was really, people in baseball were like, this book's a lie at first, and he's just a phony and all this stuff because they were kind of protecting baseball from, they, they didn't want this to I be true. I think I remember that backlash. So people, yeah, there was a lot of backlash. They all denied it. McGuire, Palmero, Clemens, they all denied yeah. it in the congressional reports. Or they found ways to not even say no. They found mm. ways to say, well, if I say yes, uh, it's, I'm going to be out of baseball. And if I say no, you won't believe me. So all I'll say is steroids has no place in the game. Right. And that's all they were beholden to say. Mm. So they were all pulling that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Juice was a bestseller. And uh, yeah, eventually, yeah, Congress got involved, like you said, Ennis. Um, did you have any other excerpts you wanted to hit? I mean, I just had this one because you kind of wonder about... Um, his whole life, and talk about narcissism. And this is where this is where it gets kind of dark because we refer to the uh, the situation with his his wife Jessica, um, who he pursued after meeting at a Hooters, and then they went on a date <laughs> where he bought her seven thousand dollars worth of Calvin Klein. Apparently, oh, That's I would nice. love someone fit. to do that okay. for me. He's, nice. he's kind of sweet, dude. Um, so in nineteen ninety six, they have a baby, and he talks about how that made him uh, feel more responsible and take more stock and calm and think before he acted. Does he know his baby's name? <laughs> I don't remember. I actually don't remember the name of the baby. <laughs> yeah. But in 1997, he and his uh, wife Jessica got in a fight in the back of a, in a friend's car, and while she was in the passenger seat and I was in the back, uh, he pulled her hair from the back. And then he says, "quote The whole thing got out of hand from there, and by the time we got back to her place, we were having a serious argument." Just to scare me, Jessica locked... These are his words about the incident. Right. Jessica locked the security gates at her house, and I couldn't get out, so she called to the police. To scare Jose. To scare me, and then called the police, right? Framing it about him in this way. Right. That started a whole legal process, but that was an isolated incident, and I don't think it was fair to label me a wife beater the way media did because of one incident. Maybe even... I, 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 I actually heard people chant at games, wife beater, wife beater. Maybe those fans assumed that because I was a big, muscular guy... That I was some kind of a robot, but I'm not, and it hurt. <laughs> oh, he was so hurt. even in a recap of him assaulting his wife. Yeah, he manages to mention that he's jacked, yeah, and misunderstood, yeah, yeah. and yeah. sensitive his feelings, <laughs> and sensitive, yeah, and then it hurt his feelings, yeah. Huh. Um, but and now I'll bring you to the darkest. I think this is probably the darkest. Imagine part. a man as big as Jose Canseco, yeah. even just pulling your hair, yeah. I can't even imagine. It would be like a bear attack. Yeah. And he did plead no contest and was sentenced to a year of probation, but this was at a very different time. Right. Who knows if he would have even been still in baseball yeah. at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least would have pro- finally gotten suspended. They're finally suspending people for yeah. yep. domestic assault. So uh, some time passes. I guess the next year, uh, his, his, his marriage is on the rocks and she leaves him for a football player. Uh, apparently he's devastated by this. And this is, this is his quote. Now this is him. It gets pretty dark here, but... Still keep in mind the things he manages to mention. This is one of the final excerpts from Juiced, written by Jose Canseco. I didn't even want to think about it or analyze it. I just knew what I had to do. I walked over to my closet in the bedroom of that big house in Weston and pulled out a gun. Not any type of gun. It was something called a street sweeper, which is a type of machine gun. Whatever it hits, it's going to destroy. All it takes is one shot. I used to use that thing when we would go deep sea fishing. If we caught a shark, I'd shoot the hell out of it with the street sweeper. 
underwater? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. But that night, I wasn't thinking about shooting any sharks. I pulled the gun out of the closet and carried it with me in one hand back toward the bed. I feel like the one hand part is even bragging. Yeah. yeah. The next step would be to lie down there and shoot myself. Okay, that's his plan. However, wow. he, he, however he was going to kill himself. Skull. Yeah. Um, now, his, his wife is with this other football player in a different place. Yeah. And then he says... But from somewhere indistinct nearby, I heard my daughter make a kind of strange sound, a little squeal, a quiet cry. He is like a one-year-old baby at this point. Whatever I heard or thought I heard snapped me out of a trance, distracted me from what I was doing. What happened, I was wondering. Why would she make that strange noise? But here's the eerie thing. That house in Weston was enormous, roughly 22,000 square feet. The main nice. part of the house alone was 13,000. Damn, dude, congrats. <laughs> you could shout, and it wouldn't even travel halfway across the house. The mas- There's a long walk, but we're getting there. The yeah. master bedroom was at one corner. The daughter's room was way down at the far corner of the house, mm-hmm. and her door was shut. In another county. So there was no way on this earth I could have heard my daughter make that sound. It was just not humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Something had decided that it wasn't my time yet. God, an angel from heaven, made the sound of his daughter in his head. Yeah. Wow. He's telling a story about the night he yeah. attempted to kill himself and manages to brag about how big his house is yeah. and the, how he could lift the giant machine gun Beautiful with one gun. <laughs> Beautiful gun. Yeah, shark murdering gun. And that his daughter, the idea of his daughter stopped him, but yeah. it wasn't even actually his daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Like, who knows what my, other, but the my idea daughter was, was actually doing? doing. This, he's doing this. <laughs> what, who has a house where they can't get to their daughter quickly, their yeah. one-year-old daughter? This a, book genuinely reads like the storybooks I read to my six-year-old <laughs> yeah, yeah. before <laughs> bed. If you told me this was like made up with yeah. no prep time, like because you were on a deadline, I would believe you. Yeah. And then Encyclopedia Brown noticed that something was missing on the shelf <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Mrs. Nelson's yeah. kitchen. Right. Just marry me, she said. I have money. I'll pay yeah. for your alimony. I love the idea of him going like, why do you want to uh, be dating this guy instead of me. Like, I'm Madonna. Date me instead. And he's, Are you worried your wife will get mad? <laughs> but the big, like the big giant football player from the NFL, is sweeter and kinder. And he understands <laughs> yeah, me. Like, like another, big, she just cheats on him with another. I big think they ended guy. up reconciling. I don't remember that part, but, but uh, that was. Uh, I mean, that's his words. That's his recollection of his own. Uh, uh, it's insane. That is such. I know a guy that would talk like that. And mm-hmm. I find it very interesting. Just it's such a boastful <laughs> account of your attempted suicide. <laughs> is, uh, yeah. I almost pulled the trigger, but then a gust of wind came in and knocked over my bowl of diamonds. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I knew the baby would come in and crawl and step on these priceless Swarovski crystals if I didn't put them back into the, the Fabergé egg that, was, uh, that, they, that they adorned. <laughs> in my sorrow, but it wasn't really sorrow. It was more like confusion because I ate something weird. I picked up the heaviest machine gun yeah, known to man. Really with one kick hand. ass gun. Yeah, like, with one <laughs> top of the line. With one hand. Yeah. Like why would he need to mention that he did it with one hand? Yeah. I can't tell if this book's about Jose Canseco or He Man. <laughs> <laughs> um We should mention too, I forgot to mention that la- after his career, like Jose did a lot of weird stuff for money and he he did a boxing match. Yes, but then subbed boxing. in his twin brother instead of him. Right, and then when the, his bro- twin brother took his shirt off and they saw that he had different tattoos, he got busted. But Jose tried to have his twin brother fight for him. Out of <laughs> Whoa, that's like, like the MF, MF Doom. Doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he sent him in. Except the tattoos gave it away. That's so funny. Do you guys want to hear uh, a few of the weirdest Jose Canseco tweets before oh, we this wrap is the up? Thing. He's gone right off the rails. He can't get back into baseball, and yeah. he's actually said he regrets writing the book. Really. Because 
somehow it, he's like it wasn't worth it. He put out a second book called Vindicated after all the players were named in <laughs> the Mitchell can't Report. You see him saying it wasn't worth it about anything that he did himself. Yeah, I think That's he just he, he said it to sports. It was one of the few things I read that maybe was just parsed from a longer quote, but yeah. that he says like uh, it's made it so I can't like he regrets. He thinks maybe he would have had a chance to get back into baseball. and so He can't coach. He can't teach. Like, nobody wants anything to do with him in baseball. Yeah. Would he have gone that way? Or maybe even, like, being a commentator? Like, was that in the cards, possibly? I mean, I'm oh, sure his personality so. would have uh, allowed for him to assume he would have been great at it. <laughs> oh, before book, yeah. Right? It's funny he's writing but all the these books. Thing- oh, like, sorry. No, I was just going to say he's writing all these books. Like, if, like, he moves on to, like... He tries to start his own Game of Thrones kind of series or, you know, uh, murder <laughs> <Yeah>. mysteries. <laughs> he started doing MMA. I think he fought Logan Paul at some point. Or oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Logan you know, Paul's the, like genuinely good now. It seems fighting. like the go-to thing you do if you're like a, a celebrity on the mend. Or, yeah. Oh. Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar, obviously a better guy all around. He's in the writing room or was for uh, Veronica Mars. Maybe Jose can get in the writing room for a TV show or something. Yeah. Have a That'd second be career. Yeah. He has a very specific kind of uh, <laughs> uh, voice. Very specific yeah. sort of you know, perspective. Yeah. Now Maybe I know the a show called Road Beef. Road Beef, the show. <laughs> Road yeah. Beef, yeah. Maybe uh, John Catucci could be in it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. You gotta eat here. You gotta eat here. You gotta eat here. Part two, Road, Road Beef. beef. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I wanted to say, yeah, when Twitter was first starting out and finally starting to pick up and it was really just like a gag heavy kind of place, like mm-hmm. wasn't really as I- infuriating, uh, outragey and uh, angry. Um, Jose Canseco was like one of the stars of Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he was unbridled, <laughs> uncensored. And it's hard to tell what's him being crazy and what's a joke a bit i think it's mostly that he's don't uh, we have friends that tried to <clears throat> they connect with him and give him get him a show on something like some of the comedy bar guys i oh really i don't know he yeah, was on their radar shit, i wish i he's on cameo and at the last second i almost wanted to like ask for a bunch of like, interview questions like just ask oh, him a few questions a good to idea. play on the show maybe besides, i could still do that before we air the show besides yeah, yeah. Sure. ruining all these baseball players careers by getting them into steroids and then also but not but not ruining their lives like making them millionaires more yeah. money than they ever had. Like he tells a story about Miguel Tejada who played for Oakland yeah. and literally came from like a like a tiny town with one sh- hut and was lo- cheap like worse than broke and had nothing. Right. And then he introduced him to steroids. According to him, he ended up signing like a six year seventy two million dollar deal with the Orioles in like ninety yeah. nine, which so would the, have been so twice the, that now. Okay. Okay. And so he talks weirdly, he sees it as he's some sort of like he helped hero. He's helping it's people, like, and right. in a way, he is like beans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he you know he what? talked about that's all gonna, these guys' butts. Yeah. yeah. He injected all these guys' asses, and he says like he <laughs> joked like, "Oh yeah, this guy's got the best ass. This guy's got Juan a flat Gonzalez, ass. Great ass." Because they yeah. found his notes, and it was like he said, "We have like an Excel spreadsheet of like grading everyone." He kept track of it. And the the scaring the wife and most likely beating her. Yeah. Uh, from the sounds of it. Uh, that's the main bad thing, that's I would main, say. Yeah. Evil stuff, yeah. Okay. Here's some of Jose Canseco's wacky tweets. I see the inner dragon of people. I can perfectly paint any human dragon essence, like a damn Mozart, but nothing else. Is this a superpower or a super... Like cr- Mozart? <laughs> but, you can paint their dragons. Yeah, but is this a superpower or a super curse? He also spelled, in, in like a damn Mozart, he spelled damn D-A-M. Um, He tweeted, mermen do not exist because mermaids are hermaphroditic species. Okay. He tweeted, maybe I will marry a robot. I heard Japan has gorgeous (laughs) ones. 
<laughs> Maybe he, I will marry yeah. a robot. Then he tweeted. Like, honestly, the best comedian can't tweet as good as yeah, those. These are really good. Yeah. Then he tweeted, uh, I can't get these damn robots out of my head. <laughs> I remember that. I he think. went on another tangent where uh, he said, uh, I wonder if aliens drink and do drugs. Oh, because he was complaining about uh, all the women on dating apps are alcoholics. <laughs> and he needs to be with someone who's, who lives clean. And then he said, I wonder if aliens drink and do drugs. Maybe I will try dating one. Female alien, of course. <laughs> okay. I remember that. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Because he was worried. You all have sex with a male alien? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you I do. Because Madonna wasn't good enough for me. She oh. wanted me to be with her. Yeah, I was like, why? She brought me to her house and said she liked my, my bulge, my yeah. tiny balls. He tweeted, uh, maybe I do have a little voodoo witch doctor in me being born in Cuba would explain some of my supernatural. <laughs> wow. What? Yeah. That's it. Very uh, Carlos Santana. This is a tweet I would try to do. Head hurts. Spent most of today learning telekinesis. Had some good movements. <laughs> that don't seem like that. that is like a Head tweet hurts. of yours. Yeah. So he did it, is what he's saying. Yeah, apparently a little bit. Yeah, there's a couple good movements, but uh, I got a headache now. <laughs> so uh, do you have anything else, Ennis? Because I think, that's, that's I think I'd I've like got. to leave you with this. As okay. Just a final thought. First of all, he did say uh, in an ESPN interview in 2010 that PEDs and uh, performance enhancing drugs, he spoke out against them after all this by saying... These kids don't need steroids to become players. We overemphasize the steroids and not the athletic ability and skills of these people. We're taking away the hard work the athlete puts in and says he became, saying he became great just because of steroids. Let me give you a perfect example to tie this to the beginning. I have an identical twin brother, Ozzy. He is the closest thing to me genetically, and in my prime, I was a super athlete. My twin brother used the same chemicals, same workouts, same nutrition. Why didn't he make it in the big leagues? That is the perfect example that we are giving steroids way too much credit. If steroids are that great, it would have made him a superstar. He trashed Ozzy. So after all that, he's claiming the steroids weren't even what he needed to become this. Like he's, you know what I mean? The self-delusion. It's just a nightmare. And yeah, it really threw Ozzy under the bus. I actually, I have sympathy for Jose now because of that. Because it's so sad. Yeah. And, and the fact that he says he regrets writing this book that, yeah, you know, did some good, I guess, if you think it's like, no, I, clearly none of us is like steroids are ruining baseball. You know? <laughs> like, like him saying, how, how come Ozzy didn't become great and I did? It's sort of him crying and saying, help me, I am trapped in my own pea-brained mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. And yet he's still trying to find a way to be like, wait, the new thing, I, the new narrative I have is I didn't even need steroids the whole time. Look yeah. at my stupid mm-hmm. brother. He looks yeah. exact same as me, and he sucks <laughs> at baseball. But I'm good at baseball. Yeah, it's like in okay. it's <laughs> like in Spaceballs when uh, Bill Pullman learns he didn't need that ring to access the Schwartz. Yeah, it was in him all along. <laughs> or in Rookie of the Year yeah. when it turns out he didn't need that super arm. Well, to pitch. he kind of did because because yeah. he yeah <laughs> he could. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he threw a slow pitch. A at There's the no end. way. Yeah, or yeah. it's kind of like at the end of RoboCop when Murphy learns that he didn't need to be Robo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, well, any, anything else? Or, the final or, word? Yep. Just to, just, to, just to frame this perfectly, the final excerpt from Juiced, 2005 bestseller by Jose Canseco. Sometimes you just gave your used syringes to the clubhouse attendants who would put them all in a bag and toss them out with the regular garbage. That's how easy it was, like throwing away the big greasy bag after a visit to Burger King. 
You didn't want anyone to spot you out near a dumpster, even driving by in your car, because especially someone like me, six foot four, 250 pounds, is going to tend to get recognized. Hey, there's Jose Canseco. What's he doing over there next to that dumpster? <laughs> mm. Wow, so he wrote sketches, comedy sketches, too. Yeah. What, to a, is the what a beautiful word. image. Yeah. <laughs> he tells a story about just throwing out sur- used syringes and <clears throat> has to make himself seem famous and huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, there's Jose Canseco. <laughs> What's he doing over there by the garbage dumpster? <laughs> beep, beep. Hello, Jose. <laughs> Keep slugging away. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Well, Mike, should we, could you help me get out the evilometer here? Uh, yeah, I'll help you get out the evilometer. Now look at it here, here. Don't be so shy. Here he comes, and I've dressed him up in a little baseball uniform, uh, and he's very big. He seems a lot bigger than he was the very last big. time I saw him. He's been juicing. Uh, he's look at his, the size of his nuts. I'm gonna Ro- pull pull down his little shorts here. <laughs> oh, they're tiny. Oh, they're tiny. adorable. <laughs> they're like little um, capers. Little capers, but his oh, penis is still nice big, and very oh, speaking. Yeah, yes. it, looks, it looks like it's, it must feel ten feet so long. So it's not just yeah. the. It's just the balls. Yeah. yeah, no, his penis is looking good. Yeah, his penis is looking good. But um, how about evilometer? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's time for us to mark Mr. Conseco <laughs> and judge him for history. Um, who should go first? And as, as our guest, do you want to uh, kick things off here? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think that you're right. There's a lot of pathos there, and it seems very transparent the way mm-hmm. he is uh, so uh, self-delusional, narcissistic, etc. Um, the assaults and like honestly I don't think the steroids thing really rates for me it's interesting to think about in terms of villainy mm-hmm. but I don't think it's I don't think it did anything but him naming it didn't do anything necessarily bad and I think the the real issue is so much more complicated in terms of economics and exploitation and uh, with how the media portrays things that he was just like the the guy that got it all going but uh, obviously the domestic stuff and and him being just kind of a disgusting pig kind of makes him a... Uh, do you think you'll listen to this podcast? I'm going to give him yes. a... Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give him a five and a half. 5.5. Okay. I'm going to okay. go 5.5. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, my turn. Uh, I'm going to give Jose Canseco a 3.3, <laughs> okay. which was his number, Ennis. Very nice. Very nicely done on purpose. And I'm, I'm giving him that uh, because of the um, domestic abuse and that he's just a, seems like a damn idiot. But I'm not factoring in any steroid stuff because I don't really think that's immoral. Okay. Anyone else? 3.3. 3. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Mike, you have no right to laugh. You gave Chevy Chase a seven. <laughs> yeah. That's the barometer. I'm that's using. the barometer. Yeah. It's true. Broken barometer. I'm going to give Jose Canseco a four um, because... I don't want anyone out there to think that I am dismissing the abuse and the way he treated. I'm sure there's in the road beef stories, which is like really ugly to think of the baseball players treating women like that. I'm sure there's stuff we don't want to know about. It's probably bad. Um, So the four is for that. Because just to be clear, Hitler's 10. 
Yes. So, like, that's still and bad. People... If you're a fucking three or a four, that's bad, man. Exactly. Like, come on. The whole thing Hitler is, a, is an is evil ominous. It's worse. No, like, I feel bad. On. Is mine too high now? No, no. yours is good. Yours, no, is, yours good. is good. Yours is mine's good. Mine's Mine's like a conservative. But we've had, like, mass murderers yeah. at, like, seven. <laughs> the sliding scale is eight. tough. Yeah, the right. So, like, here's the thing. I, that's the thing. It's, like, hard because if there's abuse... We don't want people or, or tr- mistreatment of women. We don't want women or people who have been abused, victims, to think that we're downplaying that. This is still a evil. That's a very bad score. We're considering that. That's why I'm saying four, and that's what it's for. Because the, it, the steroids thing too. He was learning about steroids when we all were. That's a weird part too. Is like you're right. Like the 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 the. You know the uh, the scale for like h- how illegal should this be, or like you know how we we were he was he was in the beginning of the, the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when was Ben Johnson? That was like eighty eight, eighty eight. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it was all kind of new, and all these yeah. athletes were like, "Damn, dude." You know, inject my bum. Yeah, I think four is for the abuse. And the mistreatment of women, but I also think someone who is that narcissistic and self-absorbed is immediately uh, a four-level danger as well, or at least a three, because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a fucking narcissist. Yeah, mm-hmm. like in a dark way. In dark, yeah. The thing with the ba- like, it sounds like that story about him. The suicide recapping is yeah. like sounds like him being a neg- like negligent to a baby, like it negligent to a yeah, baby. Yeah, and also put our like, baby so far away, you can't. Yeah, hear him. because the house was so big, I couldn't hear it. The Lord had to help me hear my baby crying. <laughs> also, he's manipulating us to think that he probably even thought about committing suicide. Yeah, yeah he to, didn't to gain pathos. I mean, There's I no way he I used this. Yeah, he was like, how yeah. can I brag about having this machine gun called the lawnmower <laughs> or street sweeper or whatever yeah. <laughs> that I can lift with one hand? Yeah, that I can lift with one hand. I know. I'll say I was going to shoot myself, but then I thought, ah, fuck it. So, so I just want to say, uh, uh, yeah, the dangers of narcissism, dark narcissism alone, I should at least get you a three. Darkism. Dark. I guess I'm the only uh, one left to give a mark to Jose Canseco. Um, teacher, teacher, give us a mark. <laughs> yeah. You've um, laughed at the rest. Now tell us the best. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Canseco, he seems like uh, I, I. I also don't care about the, the steroids. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a baseball player myself. Yeah. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I'm not taking steroids. I'm happy with the size of my balls the way they are, the way that God <laughs> gave them to me. You look fantastic, balls, Mike. Nice and too big. Um, uh, I'll give a Jose Canseco like a six point five for the uh, yeah the relationship stuff and uh, uh, being mean to his brother Ozzy uh, and for uh, get, fighting a guy. At a bar, but that seems kind of maybe maybe fighting a guy in a bar maybe was they were fun. In the right, maybe they were in the right. Yeah, um, we don't even know the details of that story, but you know, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Also, um, him turning down an offer of marriage from Madonna. <laughs> I can't forgive him that. Yeah, that is truly evil. <laughs> That's yeah, you're right. Not a that gentlemanly to, depri- to deprive yeah. Madonna of what she wanted for that month to leave yes. his wife. Yeah, she was gonna pay for both of them to live, support both of them. He refused her a Cuban child. Bra, he was a conehead. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it'd be funny if in the book he was like, believe it or not, she was even wearing that cone bra. But did they do it? No, he said that he. Uh, 
She asked if she wa- if he wanted to kiss her, and he said no. So the- and she didn't understand. And then why. she was like, "What?" And it seemed to throw her off. And I thought then- they fully dated. Did they but not no, meet huh? in real they, life? They did. They they oh. did meet in real life, but they never. He, according to him, they never slept together. He said they fooled around a bit, but ultimately he did not find her attractive. So what? they gave each other, and so they were just stuff? friends. Like she doesn't work out with the media. But the media, the media. <laughs> so you, you you got sort of like that with Madonna, but you just did hand stuff with Madonna. I'm giving Jose Canseco a four because he only dry humped Madonna. <laughs> She doesn't eat clean enough for me. Yeah, I mean that was part of it. I think Weird. he was like very specific about like he wanted a fit like Miss but she Ameri- was at Miss the America top type. Of, like Vogue, 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 Vogue. You know, like express <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yourself. Oh, no, she was the babe of the era. Yeah. Well, I don't. She was know. too much of or, a material. I don't know. One of them. She wanted to date a spinning instructor instead. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or a Hooters waitress, which is I think fine. That, it's a job. Right. Hooters yeah. server. Pardon me. A Madonna sounds insane. Yeah. But I also think she's way smarter than Jose Canseco. <laughs> yeah. She probably met him and like ran away. It's Yeah, it's very possible. I don't know how much of that book, that story is even true. Yeah. It just sounds like something you made up at an improv night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Damn. Oh, that was awesome. Really thorough. Yeah. that You know, Ennis, brilliant job because I didn't really have that much info, but you really brought the big guns with those quotes and everything. So amazing job, man. You juiced our podcast yeah injected it right in the butt yes you did you should see the notes i have on who has the nicest ass <laughs> oh, I would you have to save that save that for the patreon okay episode. i will I will, re- I will disclose the lists of ass rankings top to bottom it's <laughs> mike no no you've got a good one i got a good badonka dunk yep yeah james you've got a juicy caboose ah, as well thanks it's come a, on okay. ride that train <laughs> and ride it come on ride that train and ride it <laughs> well, Ennis, anything you want to plug when this comes out in, I think, a while now? Late September? September? Well, that, I think I can say safely when this comes out that it may have just premiered or is about to premiere the second season of Children Ruin Everything Yay. on CTV nice. and eventually on Crave. I think all f- episodes of first season streaming on Crave right now nice. um, that I, I get to be on. It's a show about children ruining some things. And, uh, Mike, you write, write on the show. You've written on Whoa! the show. Right? I've uh, helped out with some of the humor. Absolutely. Some jokes. And there was a day I yeah. did a tribute to you where we needed something that was a, a reference to somebody famous tweeting something to, to make it blow up. And uh, I suggested Property Brothers just because of you. Thank you. And I think it made the cut. So yes. There you go. And Chris, you're on epi- you're on this season too, aren't you? I'm in second an episode season. in second season and it's really fun. I got to play with uh, Megan and Aaron. Yep. Um, but also uh, my wife is... Uh, co-executive producer of it yes and with all of you guys involved Aaron and Megan included and the rest of the cast and of course it's Kurt Smeaton's show we should really give huge props to this uh, local show that uh, a lot of us get to be involved in because it's genuinely fucking funny it's a really good show for real like we always try to like support Canadian stuff like it's good (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's actually it's it's no actually I liked it no it's good But Children Ruin Everything is genuinely fucking good, and it's on Roku now, too. It's on Roku if you're in the States. I don't yeah. know where it is. I know you have fans in all over the world. Absolutely. Do. So yeah. I, wouldn't, I would say check your local listings wherever you are on planet Earth. It's uh, good. Yeah. Roku in America, CTV and Crave in Canada. So that's all I'd like genuinely to Genuinely good humor. Ennis and kills it. And, uh, and you play a character named 
Ennis. I play a character named Ennis. Yes, yeah. it's uh, a, hu- a, a, a I, that's the role I've been looking for my whole life. I love the episode where you have with uh, Sean Cullen is the uh, boss. Yes, Sean Cullen plays the boss of uh, of this online grocer. Yeah, and he's miserable and has like a goth kid. But that he's he named hates. after Martin Garrow too. Yes, Speaking named after uh, Martin Garrow, the creator of Blind Spot and Blind another Spot. great. Uh, we're making lots of hits out here. In Martin Canada. knows Damn. how to make a show. Yep, he's a genius. So does Kurt Smeaton. Yeah. So. Really great. Um, Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This was the role of a, a lifetime, to oh, be honest with you. Oh, oh my God. Guest on Evil Men. Uh, bucket list emptied. Oh, wow. that sounds, yeah, that's it then. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't, I said bucket and I said emptied. They both sound bad. Yeah. It sounds sloshy and gooey. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, bucket of list emptied all over you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, um, guys? I would say that this was... An exceptional episode of This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 